The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Autism Live on the Autism Network. I was trying to be sly and see, I only have like 10 seconds now to see if I can post it on my personal Facebook. I didn't get it done. Uh, In a second, I'm going to pause and do that uh, because we've got a great show today. Two of my favorite people on the face of the planet. In fact, this week is like favorite people week here at Autism Live. And just, and in fact, right now, let's let's go ahead and welcome them here. Uh, Matt Asner and Nama oh. Paskowitz Asner are here with us this morning. And, you know, normally I make people wait to come in later, but um, they're going to be here for the jargon. So good morning and welcome, you guys. Oh, you were talking about us. I, I didn't know. Yes. No, no, no. You're two of my favorite people on the face of the planet. I do want to say that on Wednesday, another one of my favorite people on the planet is going to be here, Peter Ferris who I always talk about as being our autism whisperer. He has only been on the show in the 10 years that we've been doing it. I think he's been on once before, but Uh you guys hear him almost every morning because he does the little disclaimer at the beginning. Oh, you know, specific. Yeah. um, I want to know who does the, the meat meat or whatever that is the bird. Uh, Can I tell you that the the entire opener from beginning to end was done by a group of actually autistic artists uh, from Spectrum Laboratories. So they did they did all of the the sound, the music, the animation. They we met with them and went back and forth on concept. And um, that that was their idea was the meep, meep, meep. We we all think it's the best part, too. So I'm glad that you like the meep, meep, meep. Well, it kind of caught me off guard. I, I when I was watching and I was in, kind of enjoying the opening. And, uh-huh. and then I heard that and I was like, oh, that's so wonderful. Isn't it? Isn't yeah. it? We, we really love it. We're really proud that we want. And they got paid, by the way. Can I you know, I mean, As that they should, should be, of course. Good, but good job, but, guys. Yes. Uh, abs- when we're trying to walk our talk here and, and involve whenever always, we can always, always. and hire people who are on the spectrum so that, uh, you know, we're adding, you know, in Joanne's name, yes. uh, Ms. Laura would, would come, she does haunt me from time to time. <laughs> so, <laughs> and she will continue to haunt me if I, if I don't continue to on that track. Side. That's right. I, uh, I actually haunt her. I mean, I, I talk to her all the time. I do too. I do too. It's, it's a crazy thing. And that, and it's funny, you know, uh, I, I know that you guys have had some tremendous losses in, in COVID. It's a very, grief is a very weird thing in COVID because pattern is in, sometimes you go into something and, and it's almost like you expect the person to be there and then you realize, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, they're not there. And um, I live actually, right? I live close to where Joanne lives and, but I haven't been going out all that much in the last two years, but every time I go out, I go, oh my gosh, I'm going to drop over and see Joanne. Oh no, I'm not going to do that. But, but you guys have been through tremendous losses. I didn't mean to start there, but I do want to say a little later on, we're going to be talking about the SAG awards, but last night I was really happy, Matt, that the SAG awards got it right when it got to the in memoriam for your dad. Well, it caught us off guard a little bit. Um, Did it? Yeah, well, a little oh bit. Oh my gosh! I, I mean, I, I, I was ready to be angry because that's that's I've been conditioned to be that way, you know. Yeah. For un, unfortunately, in this regard, and uh, and I was really pleased with with what they did. I thought it was really um, classy and and yeah, um, respectful and bravo, SAG. Yes, bravo, SAG. Leave it to the actors to get it right. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought I'm that not, that. Uh, I think my dad would have been tickled. And I think, I, I think I, I look at everything with that in mind. Um, yeah. Basically if, uh, you know, I, Oh, well, that would really piss him off there. Boy, that would, that would really make him angry. Yeah. Uh, Cause he always lived on the edge of anger. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he had learned you, how to capture you, it you, well you, and you, use it in his craft too. No, yeah. You, know? you knew him. I mean, he was always on the edge of anger. You never know what Ed Asner you were going to, you were going to get, but, uh, but for certainly, you know, last night, I think he would have been just, you know, tickled and, and he would have had that smile, that Ed Asner smile on his face. Yes, absolutely. It, it really, really shocked us, though, because we were just sitting there yeah. and it came on and we both just burst into tears yeah. because it was just so 
we didn't expect it. And then we had to rewind it a couple of times and, and see it again, but we really didn't expect it. Yeah. yeah. For those of you who didn't happen to see it, they started the in memoriam and they began it Yeah, with yeah. Uh, Ed Asner. And, and you could hear his voice first. Yes. Before you could see him. Yes. And well, I, thought, I, I thought what he, and actually it's funny because, you know, when the, I, was it the Emmys? It was the Emmys, right? Yeah. That's the, the, the Emmys kind of whiffed on it. Um, and Oh, that's think, being so polite, Matt. No, I know. I know. I know. But when, when when I saw that, I thought you really missed an opportunity there because you could have you could have used that entire speech basically. You know, yeah. I treasure you, people, that kind of thing. And because basically, what they did for those of you who haven't seen it, they used the last speech from the Mary Tyler Moore show and mm-hmm. when the la- on the last show where he he says, uh, you know, I'm going to miss you, people, that kind of thing. And that's the sentiment. And so they could have really kind of used that and and really done that. But and and they did last night, and I thought that was really wonderful. Yeah, and it, and it was a fitting tribute um, when the when the Emmys uh, <laughs> did theirs. It, it was it was very it, first of all, it wasn't done well, and then whoever was the technical director didn't call well. So when your dad, a lot of people picture, got lost. What's that? A lot of people got lost. Yeah, but especially, I mean, look. I, I think everybody wants um, the people that they love to be seen in those in memoriams, but your dad went above and beyond. Like if, if we're not doing a tribute to your dad, who no. was the president of the union, who fought more for actors' rights and for people's rights around the world. Like if your dad were alive today, he'd, he'd be saying all kinds of things about what's happening in Ukraine, right? He really uh, would. So, um, so, you know, that if anybody deserved to be included in the memorial, it was your dad and um, the most decorated actor in the history of, 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 of the United States and president of the union and a game changer and someone who really fought and stood for what he believed, both for actors' rights and for people's rights. And the person who was calling the show chose when your dad's picture was up to go back to the singer, which was just I like- I know. And they did the that, they did that with a few people, not just with yeah. Ed. Yeah, it was, it was like it was, three yeah. people and it, it was not good. It was not good. So, so glad to see last night that SAG got it right. And obviously um, I'm sure that there's, it's not something that you look forward to. It's like this entire season, you have to go through these because certainly your dad will be included in, in the Oscar in memoriam. Well, let's not go down that road. Cause I, I don't want to get angry when I see that. Okay. All right. Well, he better. I would imagine, I would imagine. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) I would imagine they would include him. I hope they include him. Yeah. But I also want to say Nava that, you know, you've been through some pretty big losses this year too. the, the loss of your mom. And for those of us who have amazing, amazing parents that aren't in the public eye like that, Mm-hmm. As an award-winning actor, like, you know, th- I'm sure that there's a, like, I remember when my dad died and I, and I was like, where's the brass band? Yeah. I need people to stop traffic and I want a week of mourning. I want everyone to dress in black, lower the flags and whatever. Um, so I just want to acknowledge your loss too, Nava, Thank because you. your mom didn't get to be shown in that, but was also a devastating loss to you and to your family in this last year. Definitely. I, I, I can't even comprehend it still. It's so fresh every day. And yeah. and Ed passed less than two months after my mom. So we were still reeling. And I was just, just before we came on, I was saying to Matt, you know, we really haven't had a break at all since my mom died. And then we got, you know, so, so the sickest we've ever been in our lives um, in January with COVID and it's like, you know, I keep saying to him, we need a break, dude. Yes, you do. I need a break. I, uh, I've been swimming like a maniac. Cause you know, you know more than anyone, how that helps our fibro. Yes. And yesterday I overdid it and I woke up this morning and I have no, no, uh, like my right leg feels like it's dislocated. Oh no. And I know oh, because I overdid it. You know, I think yeah. I'm my old self and I can swim for two hours straight, but. Ain't that the truth, boy? I I remember looking at my mom and going, why do you think that you can still lift that thing and do that thing? You're yeah. 70 years old. What is wrong with you? <laughs> and now I get it because it's not like your internal clock goes, oh, I guess today I have to stop 
being a crazy person and doing what I did when I was yeah. 25. I haven't really even given you guys a decent introduction here and talked about what we're going to be doing for the next hour because we've got a lot of ground to cover here. So for those of you who don't know these two amazing lovebirds, you should. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at, but the, the names are reversed there. We're, we're looking at Matt Asner and Nava Paskowitz Asner, and they are uh, amazing people in our community doing amazing things. Some of you may know them as the Brady Bunch of Autism. Uh, because they certainly are that they are a blended family, and uh, obviously we've been we both of you come from royalty and families of different uh, stories, but both of your stories were in public eye for different reasons. Uh, because Nava, your family was uh, very much in the public eye for for lots of lots of different reasons, but you're surfing royalty and autism royalty. And Matt's family was very much in the public eye because your dad was Ed Asner, but you guys are autism royalty too. It, the autism thing runs strong through both both of your families. Whenever your dad was here, he would say, "I don't I don't call it autism. I call it Asnerism." That's right. Yeah. That's For what sure. He it's Pascoitism too. He, he was <laughs> lobbying and lobbying until he died to have the name actually legally changed. Yeah. <laughs> that does not, I don't doubt that for a second. Uh, but both of you were leading amazing lives and raising kids on the spectrum before you found each other. Then it's almost like worlds collided. And when the two of you were in a moment where you were not attached to other people and ran into each other and we're friends and advocates together, but then you found ridiculous fun love and gave us all diabetes. Still, how many years have you been married now? Uh, it, it will be eight in November. That is crazy to me. Yeah. Uh, absolutely crazy to me. But we, but we all enjoy watching the two of you because you, uh, you have a very fun relationship that we can all see the love. We, we, <laughs> We also love to watch you. You guys don't have a filter. You are fully yourselves with each other, which is very fun to watch because definitely it's don't real. Have a filter. Um, <laughs> I have more of a filter than you. She definitely does. have more of a filter than you. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the things that we love about you, Nava, um, is that we know that we're going to get what we're going to get with you. I don't have to yeah. guess with you. Yes. Uh, when I see your brow crinkle up, I know that something's coming, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm always ready for it, whatever it is. But then together, when you guys were together, each one of you had a dream for where you wanted to go uh, and how you wanted to give back to the community. But it's like those two worlds collided. And I remember when it's in, when it was in its infancy, when this thing was a dream that you were talking about creating the Ed Asner Family Center. And everybody was like, well, that's freaking ambitious. But yeah. now it's sort of like old hat. Not only is it, has it been around for a while, but you guys have weathered this incredible pandemic and, and proved that you are a force for the community for good. And on a daily basis, you have given back to the autism community and you continue to do that. So let's talk just really briefly about what the Ed Asner Center family is, where people can find it. And uh, because you guys have classes starting today. For know, new today's, today's our grand reopening. So, really. So we are we are an arts and uh, and vocational enrichment center located at in Reseda, California. Uh, we also offer mental health services like counseling and support groups uh, and uh, other special things. Uh, and we have both virtual. Uh, the virtual programming is all free, free of charge, one hundred percent free of charge. Um, and we have in person programs. Um, and um, during, like Shannon said, during the pandemic, we. Um, we made a decision to kind of open up our programming and create virtual virtual programming for people uh, and made that all free. So we have yoga and uh, um, art and um, all music. sorts of music, yeah. all sorts of um, yeah. online classes. And coming up in person, we have. Oh, uh, should I take it from yeah. there? Well, today I'm re so excited because, you know, we talked a little bit about um, what kind of drove us. And Matt and I binged this incredible show, Autism and Love. And Krissa, who is my um, partner in everything mental health and wellness, we um, really wanted to bring a program similar to that into the center where it was like a relationship course. 
not so much matchmaking. You know, people call me every day. I'm Jewish. I'm a Yenta. They're like, oh, Nava, you're going to match, you know, my children together. And it's really not about that. This, um, the dating spectrum, which is starts today, which is our third session starting today. It's really about um, how helping young adults and adults with special needs get the tools they need to succeed in relationships, whether it's, um, you know, learning to love themselves or learning to be safe in a social media uh, situation. It's about getting the tools to have self-confidence, to go out there in the world and find somebody uh, or learn to love themselves. So it's really um, a special, small, very intimate uh, in-person class. It, you know, unfortunately, these first classes fill up so fast. And my biggest job is having to tell parents I put them on the waiting list. But I think what makes our program unique is like all our programs, it's co-created by an actual autistic person. It's co-run by an actual autistic person. And it's not some specialist telling an autistic person how they're going to feel on a first date. And, you know, to me, it's about creating this organically with my friends who happen to be autistic and really um, having them inspire and, and help guide these young adults who are just starting out when they're, you know, far, far down the path of their journeys. And today, um, an amazing young man, life coach um, and, and worldwide speaker, Tom Island, is going to be co-teaching um, our, our eight-week course. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Tom was just on the show with us on Valentine's Day, in fact, to share some information about it. So we're so very excited about that. And Traven has been showing the, excuse me, the the card there, uh, showing some of the different classes and shows that you guys have going on. I got to say, I, you know, Circus Arts with Donna, I just, I want to come. Well, the Circus Uh, Arts is a very special program too, because, you know, like any uh, in-person class, we do have to have a charge for, for uh, our classes. But the Circuits Arts program, we um, un- we got an amazing um, donation uh, to underwrite the whole program. So that is an in-person free class, and it's going to fill up very quickly. So if you're interested in that program, b- because of COVID, we're keeping it small, like all our in-person classes. Reach out to Blanca, B-L-A-N-C-A, at T-E-A-F-C dot org right away, because that's going to fill up. Okay. And zoos, of course, we've had Jake from zoos yeah. on before. They're amazing. He Jake is, is amazing. Incredible. It's he's incredible. Amazing. And he's so, he's so um, connected to the community. Um, he really has been in it for a long time. He, he makes physical fitness fun. And I yep. think with any program, if they, if you feel like it's a boot camp and it's a, a you know, something that is a, a chore, the kids, you know, especially our kids, they're not going to do it. They're not going to have do it. to enjoy the workout. Yeah. And he really knows our community. And he, he makes it fun. So I'm very excited to bring That's back in person f- physical fitness with Jake Weiner and his group at zoos. They're amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. So please go to the Ed, Ad, Ed Asner family center.com. If I got that right. dot org um, and check out everything. There's lots of buttons to click on, <clears throat> excuse me, and check it out. But I, I, I've said this before, I'm going to keep saying it, you, you know, all throughout COVID when people were at their wits end and they were like, I don't know what to do and I don't have anything. And, you know, all of my child's programs have been shut down. And I've said, well, there are things online. The very next answer that people gave me, yeah, it all costs hundreds of dollars and I don't have hundreds of dollars. And the anger and the loneliness and the frustration was there. And what I loved was it didn't matter if somebody that I was emailing with them from Pakistan or they were writing in from Pennsylvania or Hawaii, wherever they were, I could say to them, you do have a place that you can go that's for free. And, and just knowing that helped people, even if they never came to the things that you had, knowing that they could, I had so many people say, you have no idea how much that means to me. So I'm just conveying that to you. I do want to say though, that that does not happen with, you know, uh, uh, out of nothing, like you were saying that you, you've got a sponsor for the mm-hmm. the circus arts. You guys need um, donations and sponsorships. Businesses need to jump on board and 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 help. Okay. And by the way, let's not forget the fact that yes, this is only in Los Angeles right now, but it was always the dream to be in other places. If you're yes. living someplace and you want this to come where you are, 
you can reach out and talk to Matt and Nava and, you know, you can make that happen. And I think it's important to point out that, you know, this last two years, well, I guess it's almost, I guess it's almost, I guess it's going on three years, isn't it? Uh, maybe. We're, we've crested two years now. Yeah. Two years. So um, it's been extremely difficult on everyone and uh, it's really taken a toll on mental health. And uh, I think um, more and more people are seeking uh, counselors to, to talk to. And that side of what we do, which is an important side of what we do, um, it's really important to mention that because we have a sliding scale. Um, you know, we, if you don't have insurance, we have a sliding scale where you can actually pay as little as, uh, I think, $15, uh, as little as $15 to, to see a, a, a psychologist, a counselor. And, and that's, that's a really important thing because um, a lot of people need that. And um, I think it's important to point that out. And they can still, if they're not ready or comfortable to be in person, they can still do telehealth with our yeah. therapists. And we've never had to, you know, turn a parent or a sibling or any special needs family member away because they were unable to pay or they felt like, you know, they couldn't pay their copay even. So that's, that's something that we fight for and we definitely fundraise for passionately that we're able to continue offering scholarships. Our camps uh, still have a very high scholarship rate. I just found out that they're going to bring back funding in the regional center for um, for camps, which is Yay. incredible and, and life-changing for our center. And arts programs. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Regional center. I love you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No kidding. Okay. Well, so that was the introduction to these wonderful people. Now I got to kind of go back and fill in some blanks here that we are live right now. Today is Monday. It is the 28th of February. It is 2022, which is nuts. You guys can be writing in right now. If you have questions for Matt and Nava, please feel free to write in. Michelle is saying hello. Takimio is loving the conversation. So glad that you're here. Uh, so please feel free to write in your questions. We're live right now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and about a dozen other sites. Traven is, I don't know if he already ran through them on the screen or if he's going to do it now, but we're live in a bunch of different places. Don't forget that we also are a podcast available, free download wherever you get your podcast. We love it when you guys share. I have a frog, so sorry. Uh, We love it when you share. We love it when you comment. We love it when you give us reviews on iTunes because that helps for more people to be able to see us. So please be writing in in whatever format that you like. If you're watching this recorded and most of our audience watches us in podcast, you're not left out of the conversation. You can always, we have a, a chat. It's not a live chat, but it's a chat that you can put in your comment on our website, autism-live.com. Or you can write directly to me. Sometimes that's easier. Shannon at autism-live.com. Again, that's Shannon at autism-live.com. We really love your comments. I think it's the most fun part of doing a live show is when we get to have the conversation with you guys. So please take advantage of that and be writing in your questions for Matt and Nava. You know, on Mondays, I always like to give the spiel, Matt and Nava, that I say we have lots of experts that are that join us here on the show. And obviously, you guys both qualify as experts, but I always give the disclaimer not that I don't count as an expert. Uh, I always have we always have arguments about that, but I don't count myself as an expert in in really anything. I want to be a student in the front row seat. I'm learning. I definitely have learned a thing or two, and I have an informed opinion, but not an expert. We can all uh, learn from you, Shannon. <clears throat> well. Well, I always think I know more than doctors. So well, I, there I you go. Opposite. And, 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 and you do about a great many things, right? I mean, that's well, about my own child. I think I do. But I think, absolutely. I, I do think that you're, that what you Children. just said is important and that everyone should look at everything as a learning experience. That's the thing. That's, that's where I'm coming from. And we always say here that this show is for that larger autism community that we start with individuals who are on the autism spectrum because they're the beating heart of our community. But we, we really want to include everyone who loves those individuals. And at some point, I want to make sure that that's the entire world. Because that's what should be the entire world, right? But we're working on it day by day, understanding, acceptance, uh, all all of those things. So uh, the other thing that we like to do at the start of the show is that we do something called jargon of the day. Normally we do that without our guests, but I love having Matt and Nava participate. So we're going to do the jargon of the day here with them, with their input. 
Is this like Wordle? It is uh, not like Wordle, but don't you love Wordle? Is Wordle not the best? I adore Wordle. God. My favorite thing is how social Wordle is. I know. Yeah. It's, it's really incredible. Yeah. Um, I don't. Yes. I'll be honest. I don't usually share my scores because people know that I have the same word always that I start with. Oh, I, so do I, I, have, I have four that I use. Oh, I just have the one. And if I post my thing, then it gives hints to people. So What's I don't your post. first word? You can't. Well, she just said she's. No, not what? I want to know her first. Well, year. I don't post my thing, no. so I can tell you. My first word wow. is steer. Steer. S T E A R. Because then That's I eliminate one. all those letters. That's a good one. Oh, it is a good one. Yeah. Are, you, are you willing to share what you're for? Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I use least. Okay. Weary. That's a good one. Oh, Trenton Trenton uses weary. weary. Least. That's uh, good. Pious. Oh, that's a good one. And radio. Radio is a good one too. That's a very good one. Yeah. Nava, are, do you like use that. a different word every time? No, I I forget to play the damn game. <laughs> Matt's like he's pretty good so at it, into it. I love it. I I it's the first thing I do in the morning. I just it's a great way of waking the brain up. Can I tell you my problem is that I wait up until midnight to do it right. Oh, do you really? Which is killing me. I'm not getting enough sleep. I have to stop that. But I've noticed that it te- you can learn a lot about people from from their wordle. Like uh, the the one day that it was Nava's word, and yeah. I and I got it so much quicker because Nava uses that word, and then everybody and was I, like, "What is this word?" He gave it away. I think that I got yeah. it in too. Because the word of was that. swill. Swill, and, and, I, and I and I missed it because I thought it was. I think I was. I think shill. I, I was like it was between shill and swill. And I thought, well, shill is a more popular word. That's a, a word that people use right. more than swill. So right. I went with shill. So I got it wrong. I missed it. And I got it in like three because it's Nava's word. But whenever they have double letters, it's really hard. And then, of course, the other day they had two double letters. It almost killed everybody. Um, but anyway, we digress. Look at us digressing. We're at the jargon of the day. This is not the jargon of the day. <laughs> no, this, the well, wordle is not the jargon of the day. day. So jargon of the day is when we take one one acronym that might you might run into in the autism community or you know in the autism adjacent community we first give the actual definition usually i make fun of that move on to a working definition to help people to know what it is because i don't know about you guys but one of the things that was hardest for me when my son was diagnosed is that people oh my gosh i was just having a conversation with someone the other day about advertising and they did this to me about advertising they said two sentences and they said well you know your your cpm crp dvp lp you know kpi and i went stop like can you just stop and speak for just a second um and 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 that's advertising which i care deeply about but it's not my child When it's my child, I want you to talk to me and I need to be able to understand stuff. And I remember the first conversation I had with somebody, I said, I have no idea what you just said. So for two years, I was angry and just said, stop it. Whenever anybody talked with jargon, then I realized how much time I was wasting by doing that. Hmm. And I started saying, explain it to me outside the conversation so I can begin to slowly start to know these. And this is why we do the jargon of the day so that people can have a beginning understanding. So, well, this will be interesting to see if I know this word. Well, this is a phrase and you may not know this word because it doesn't get used as often, but I think it's a game changer if you understand what it is when somebody's asking you for it. Okay. Okay. So our term for today, and we've never done it before on the show, we've done something that's similar to it, but ABC data. So do I, have either of you heard this term? Are you aware of this term and how it might help you in your day to day? I think I have heard the term but I do not know what it means. This is great. But I'm going to tell you that, um, and there are different camps that I had said before the show started, I said, please be yourselves and say whatever. Cause I, I know that uh, Nava, you and I don't have the same opinions about ABA, which I totally, you know, I accept completely and don't feel, but this is a, this is an ABA term. Um, and so that might be why you have not heard it. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, but a lot of times somebody will say to a parent, uh, what we need is ABC data on that behavior. And you hear that and you just go, I, like, I don't know what that means. I don't want to do it. But if I said to you, it has the ability, ABC data has the ability to 
take all the mystery out of what's happening with someone you love, wouldn't that be something that would be exciting to you? Yes. Okay. So let's take a look at what our actual definition of ABC data is and see if this is. So it's information that should evolve, notice I say should, into a behavior uh, implementation plan. So, um, okay, that doesn't really help. But if you look it up in the dictionary, that's what it's going to tell you. Um, not really helpful because I'm no closer to knowing what it is, right? So let's uh, let's go on to our working definition. And I talk about this all the time. I can't believe I didn't bring myself a piece of paper. I'm such a nebbish. Hold on one second. I got oh, I've got a piece of paper here. I meant to get a piece of paper because people word. hear me That's talk the about that used to drive me crazy in I the beginning. Lost my headpiece. Sorry, Nava. What did you say? That's the word that used to drive me crazy in the beginning. Antecedent. Yes. Yeah, okay. So yeah, antecedent, and I know it's like, ah, more jargon. I hated that word. Yeah, I did too. But then when I finally remembered that antecedent means what happened before. Mm -hmm. So every time that you or I, anyone on the spectrum, not on the spectrum, does a behavior, and especially if we do the behavior over and over and over again, then we're doing it for a reason. Yeah. This whole like, this whole thing that when people say, well, kids who are on the spectrum do random behaviors that are weird. No, that's a lie. That is just not the case. Any behavior that anyone does and does repeatedly, there's a reason why they're doing it. And before we want to, if we want to, if the behavior isn't helpful, like let's say, you know, the child is banging their head on the kitchen floor because my kid used to do that. Um, and you go, well, that's not a good behavior. That's why, not going to be helpful. Right. Uh, but, and people go, well, we need to stop that. But the problem is, is that if we don't acknowledge, if we didn't acknowledge that Jem was a person and he was banging his head on the kitchen floor, we weren't going to be effective changing it. Right. So what the, what your experts will tell you is we need some ABC data on this and you can take ABC data. I can take ABC data. Uh, a doctor can, a nurse can, we can have an outside observer. Anybody can do this. And it's as simple as having a piece of paper and I just folded it into three columns. By the way, they have all kinds of apps that do this for you now, but look at how low tech you can do this. So, and you open up the paper and now I have three columns and across the top, all I write is A, B, and C, which I'm going to do with my pen. I'm not set up. I'm not like Aviva. Aviva does art classes and she has everything all set up. I'm not set up for that today. See, what, threw um, me, what threw me on ABC data was yes. that I thought it was ABC, like ABCs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, well, okay. I don't really understand that. But now that you're, now that you're providing me with the definition of the acronym, now you're starting, yeah, it's I'm starting to make sense, right? Okay, so because you probably have been asked to do this. I don't know if you can see on my paper. I have A, uh -huh. B, C written across the top. So A stands for antecedent, B stands for behavior, and C stands for consequence. And Nava hit it right on the head with the antecedent thing, because we kind of mm -hmm. know what behavior is. We kind of know what consequence is. But what in the hey, nani, nani is the antecedent? It's just what happened before. Well, anti is before. Thank you. Um, I don't know that I'm all about words, but I don't think I put that together when I was overwhelmed and underslept. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? As a mom, my kid was hitting his head on the kitchen floor. So when people said, well, we're going to look at the antecedent, I was like, kill me now. Yeah. I just want to know how do I stop him from hitting his head on the floor? But what they were asking me was to take data on this little piece of paper. So if he hit his head on the floor, uh, instead of th thinking of it, I know it's written ABC because it's the order of what happens, but I don't think about the antecedent until later. So he was hitting his head on the kitchen floor. So I always tell people when they're in the middle of the behavior, you don't pull the piece of paper out. You just start taking data in your head and going, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what, what does it look like what he's doing? And I always had a list of questions for myself, like, is he safe? Can I make him safer? Are we safe? Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know about you guys, but when my child was in a meltdown or a behavior like that, before I was taught these techniques, I would just freak out and think our lives are over. Mm -hmm. he, instead, I would be thinking he's going to hurt himself. We're, I'm never going to have a life. He's never going to have a life. And I would just be crying and of no use to anybody. But as soon as somebody said, no, 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 we're going to need you to take the data, then I could ask my brain other questions and it kept my brain busy. And it was positive things like, what is he doing? Oh, he's spitting right now. Oh, he's, he's trying to kick me right now. 
What are my choices? Do, what can I do to make him safer? What can I do to make myself? It gave me something to do during the behavior instead of freaking out, which was helpful to me. So later on, you're going to need to write all that down. But in the moment, you're just, they're like a court reporter so that later on I can give the facts and just the facts. And I even look at my watch or the clock and go, okay, it's been going on for 10 minutes. Then what later when it's all over, when the tantrum or whatever the behavior is all over, I pull out my sheet and I, while my memory is fresh, I write down what happened in the behavior column. But then I think to myself, when, when the behavior was over, what happened in the consequence? And sometimes I'm not even sure, but I write down to the best of my ability. Now I go back and go, okay, now I'm going to be a forensic detective. What happened right before? And it might just be that I write down that it happened at Tuesday at 12 because I maybe don't remember or I didn't see what else. Yeah. But the, and, then I, and then once I've got all that written down, that might take the whole page and I might start on the next page for another one. But if it doesn't take the whole page, I draw a line. And that's all ABC data is, is saying what these things are and keeping a record of what the behavior is. But if you ever do this, the thing about this, this is life changing. You can do this for yourself. Um, if you, you see like you had a bad day, whatever, like, I wish somebody had told me to do this back when I was having a period Nava, <laughs> because like, I would have a day where I'd be like, you know, I was so depressed. I was in a black mood. It was just, da, 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 da. and then, but like a week later I get my period and I go, well, that's why, mm -hmm. but I just couldn't put it together. Yeah. Right. Oh, when this happens, it means I'm about to get my period. I just couldn't mm -hmm. put that together. And what you see when you do this for your child is you start a pattern starts to emerge. It might be that, oh, you know what? This happens every day at 1220. Well, what's happening at 1210? Or what mm -hmm. did we feed him for lunch? Right. Or, or, you know, is he with a certain person during that time? What, you know, like, what is the thing that's happening every single time? Or we see that, you know, the, the consequence, this is where I sort of went, uh-oh, I'm not, because my consequence, whenever something was happening was that I would, if he would hit his head on the kitchen floor, I was a good mama. So I picked him up, rubbed his head, took him to my favorite chair, would hold him and rock him and sing to him. And I, I was like, well, isn't that what a good mom does when their kid is hitting their head on the kitchen floor? They stop them from doing it and soothe them. But what I didn't see was that the antecedent was that I asked him to do something and he was willing to throw himself on the floor and hit his head on the floor to get out of it because he knew the reward would be mama would rock him. And as soon as we were able to put that together, I yeah. could change the antecedent and say to him, I, you know, I need you to pick up your toys. And when you do, you're going to get this treat and we're going to sit in a chair and rock. And then he would do it. And I'd, I'd bypass all this, mm. yeah. you know, it helped me to see this is what's happening. This is what he wants. My child was hurting himself to get what he wanted because he couldn't tell me what he wanted. And he didn't want to do what I asked him to do because he didn't see that there was a big enough reward for it. So, so I mean, isn't that the basis of, of most meltdowns is, is a, a lack of, or a, a failure to communicate in some way? Uh, well, you know, I mean, we talk all the time about how um, there's four <laughs> basic reasons for any behavior five, the asterisk, right? But sometimes that, that that's sort of the difference between a meltdown for me and a tantrum is that a tantrum is I want something and I couldn't get it. Mm. You know, I, I want something and it might be that I want it out of something. Access, that's being crazy. Do we still have me? Yes, you, you froze for a minute. Okay. Um, but meltdown for me is when I wanted something, I didn't get it, but now there's a sensory component. Uh, and now and, even if you gave it to me, and, I'm and, not. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It's interesting. You know, when, when or Will, it might be environmental. I mean, that yeah, somebody exactly. goes into Costco there and other, lights. Other elements, other elements yeah. are, are, are coming in. I know that when Will used to have meltdowns and he had them regularly, um, uh, he would always get to the point where he would just start crying 
uh, and and he would say, "I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I can't help." But that it. was after. That was after like an intense was, meltdown. Yeah, that was after the the violent oh, part. Oh boy, and, and he, it was it, it used to get really. But but usually bad. that was, I mean, I think a lot of his had to do with diet, a lot. Well, like I low think blood it, sugar, yeah, and I, mean, it, I think it had to do with a lot of things. But mm-hmm. but um, but uh, I was fascinated always when he got to that point. Where he was, he knew that he wanted. He wanted to stop. Yeah, he wanted to stop. He didn't want to do, do what he was doing, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but he couldn't. He just couldn't. Yeah. Well, and the research shows that there's some element of environmental or sensory at that point. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, I have a a, a wheat allergy, um, a wheat intolerance. And if you feed me a bun with wheat, I I'm inconsolable. And until it processes through my body and I know I'm inconsolable and I'm a different person and I can't control it. And I'm angry about everything. Mm. And people who've been around me are like, who are you right now? And I'll say, I've had wheat. I can feel it. I can't, (laughs) and I can't stop it. And I have a great appreciation for that now because it helps me to understand when our kids are like, when you can't console them. It yeah. isn't their fault. There is some other element. And for one kid, it might be the tag in his shirt. For another kid, it might be that they're, they've had a weed exposure or a milk exposure. I mean, God bless Phil Donahue in the 80s. I mean, it's horrible and unethical what they did, but they had a bunch of kids on the show. They needed to show milk allergies and what it could do. And they had kids sitting there playing nicely. And they said, we're going to go to commercial break and we're going to give all of these kids milk and let's come back and see what happens. And they were kids. I mean, if you think about it, it's so unethical, but it changed the way people looked at things forever because they came back from commercial break and the kids were all having meltdowns and wow, screaming and inconsolable. My dad I, used to do that. <laughs> I don't think I, yeah, he did it with sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, her dad did that with sugar at the camp, at the camp. Um, yeah. But I, you know, it's interesting. I'll have to look that up. Is that on YouTube? Somewhere? Yes, you can find it on YouTube and it's horrifying. And of course, everyone said that is so unethical to do that to children that have a known allergy. And it was, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say anything about that, but I know as I watched it and went, oh my goodness, I don't think that the public, you know, our society, I don't think people were going to say milk isn't good for all kids. That was, you know, back when everybody was doing the commercials with the milk mustaches, milk is a great thing, right? Not for everybody. I can hear my mom saying that. Yeah. Right. Seriously. It's a generational thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, milk's great for everyone. It's Absolutely. milk is good for everybody. I think that was one of the, things that was the phrase, everybody, except it's not, I mean, everybody's built different for some people. Milk is fabulous and other people, not so much. So anyway, ABC data, you do not have to be working with a, with an ABA professional to use this in your life. You can do this on your own. However, if you have a kiddo that is engaging in a behavior that is dangerous to themselves or another person, we certainly want to encourage you to be working with professionals to get to the bottom of that. But at some point, this is a tool that you can use in your life. And it doesn't have to be um, for people on the spectrum. If you've got a, a coworker who's driving you absolutely, you know what, crazy, take some ABC data and notice like what is what is happening. And then here's the thing that ABA, a, ABA says is you don't have control over the behavior. We all think we have control over the behavior. You don't. But you do have control over antecedents and you do have control over consequences and you can utilize that to change behavior. So that's what ABC data is. Uh, let's, any questions, any comments? No? Nava, do you hate it? Um, no, okay. I mean, I think that I definitely was continuing to do the things that you said you did where... Yeah. to uh if, if there were behaviors i would immediately i mean i nursed eddie till he was four so yeah. instead of rocking him i would just nurse him when he'd have a yeah. freak out um, and you know and, and, and you know what i stand by nava we're good moms. we're good yeah moms. i mean I, I definitely think too. that there's positives to recognizing certain things i i also think that i think that part of what i did with eddie was much more um uh, you know, floor time based and yes. music, music therapy based and it worked. So yes. I think rather than saying one thing works and another thing doesn't, I think whatever works for your child is Absolutely. the most important thing. 
And sometimes, you know, the structure of, of these kind of like um, very rigid data collection things to me, it just, it didn't work with my, my thought process and my day-to-day life. And it worked, I mean, it worked out. Well, I have a differing opinion. (laughs) Well, we all do. We can't, we can't, we can't talk about what you did and what I did. No, no, I'm not talking about what I did. I'm just talking about this specific piece of jargon. Yes. So my feeling about this is this is a, this to me is elementary. It is. It's, 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 my child is doing a behavior that is not socially acceptable or, or acceptable to his own self or anyone really. It's, it could hurt him. It could, it could do whatever. It, it's, uh, it's not a good behavior. It's not a, it's not a, I don't want to say good, but it's not a, it's, what not if a, it's, something, it's not an appropriate behavior. What if it's something it he's doing that he needs to do to feel better? Like there's stimming. safer ways of doing it. Stimming. There are safer ways of doing it. And my feeling is this. If you, if you have a child that is doing that kind of behavior, I, I as a parent, want to know why he's doing that behavior, yeah. what, what, what made him do that behavior. And that's all it's saying. What made him do that behavior? Mm-hmm. What is the behavior? And how do I, how do I uh, create consequences so that he doesn't do the behavior so that so that I can preempt the behavior. Exactly. But I think what I Nava is saying is so important for us to acknowledge. Yes. There's feeling behind all of this. Right. Well, I mean, that's what that's what our actual autistic friends will tell you is that yes. they're doing it for specific reasons. And like we said, maybe they couldn't verbalize why they were doing it. Yes. So what if you pick that kid up and put him on a bed and he can bang his head against the bed? Well, I'll only say well, this. I, mean, I, I, I speak because... A lot of kids when, are when having I was a, migraines, when, when by I was the way, a little when they're kid, banging their heads. When I was yeah. a little kid, I had meltdowns. Yes, and, me too. And I used to rub my arms on a carpeted floor until I had burns. <laughs> Davida did that too. Really? Yeah. Uh, and it was painful and awful. And, I, and I, 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 I was at the point where I couldn't understand why I was doing it. Yeah. I didn't understand why I was doing it. And I couldn't stop doing it. Yeah, but I I did it, and I and I'm sure it was it was related to something that were happened. you laying on your back and then doing like an I was an probably angel? on my stomach or you know I was like threw myself prostrate on the ground and uh, you know like that mm-hmm. and 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 I got to the point where for some reason the rubbing of my arms on a carpet um, was some sort of release or something yeah. something it hurt but it yeah. was it was a probably way to feel something other than the pain I was feeling inside. I don't know, but it, it it was resultant of something happening and something consistently happening. And that's why it happened the way it did. So, so knowing that, knowing knowing that it happened that way, I, I, as someone who was doing the, the behavior, I would want someone to be able to preempt that because I'm out of control of myself. I'm a kid. I'm out of control. I can't make the decisions that, that can add up to something where I'm not going to do that. I I don't have the life skill to do that. So if if my parents can steer me in a direction so that I'm safer with my arms or I'm safer with my body, um, then I applaud that. And I say, you know, that's fantastic and let Mm -hmm. it happen. Well, let me go back to something that Nava said. I want to point out, though, Nava, I still rocked him and I still sang to him. I just did it in a different order. Right. So um, and and keep in mind, the example that I gave to you is that he I was putting a demand on him. That's what the antecedent was. He was banging his head on the kitchen floor. And the consequence was that I was rubbing his head and rocking him Mm -hmm. for it. What we determined was that he was hitting his head on the floor for two reasons. One, that he wanted to get out of doing the thing that I was asking him to do. And two, that the reward was worthwhile enough that he was doing it. So we kept all of the elements, but we just reordered the equation. And what I started doing is saying, I'm asking you to do the thing. And if you do it, I'm going to give you the reward. So he didn't have to hit his head on the floor. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that now, like, think about how much you must want something to hit your head on the kitchen floor. And instead, we were saying, if you pick up your shoes, then you get the reward that I'll rub your head. You don't have to hurt yourself to do it. But imagine if it was a different equation that you're right, some kids bang their heads because they have a migraine. Mm-hmm. And that that hit in that moment 
uh, relieves the pain. So if we look at the ABC data and we, and if we had found out that Jem was hitting his head because he was in pain, then we would change the antecedent to getting him medicine sure. or, or soothing him in some other, other way. I don't want you, this is just about taking the data. Now, how you implement it and the decision of to, to try to monkey with the behavior is a very personal thing. Right. And I don't know if you know this here on Autism Live, we say all the time that stimming is something that should not be uh, stigmatized and right. that 100%. we all stim and that we do, everyone does it for a reason. And we shouldn't be trying to just rip these behaviors out because if it's serving a purpose, we have to be mindful of, of the fact that that person needs it. So I want, I just wanted to say that Nava, because I agree a hundred percent. I do too. Doesn't it drive our producer crazy that I cannot no, no, Nava shakes her leg incessantly. He gets so upset Constantly at me. moving. She's constantly moving. It's very oh. hard for me not, I mean, it's impossible and, for me. And to that's, to that's totally stimming. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys have been with me in the studio before and, and you'll be in the studio with me again, maybe next month. Um, but I'm sitting here, I compulsively pull up my pant legs. And when people are in the studio, they're like, what are you doing? I'm sitting here and it looks like I've got shorts on because my pant legs are up around my thighs because that's what I do. I pull on my pant legs. Um, <laughs> if, if we go to full body, the audience is going to go, what is up with her? She's a crazy one. Um, in any case, let's move on to our question of the day. We, we needed to have this be a three-hour show because we're almost out of time and we haven't even gotten through the opener. Uh, our question of the day that I can't wait to hear Matt and Nave answer this uh, where would oh you love God. to go on vacation? I know novice answer. I, I, we were just arguing about this right before we came on. Okay. Well, where tell us Hawaii. Of course I grew okay. up in Hawaii and since COVID, this has been the longest I've ever gone, not being in Hawaii. And I feel like when I'm in Hawaii, I'm my best self. I'm a totally different person. I feel like I'm eating wheat buns 24 hours a day. And when I'm in Hawaii, I'm, I'm the pure version of Nava. And Matt, is it the same for you? Or because no. she wants to go there, uh, well, where would you I, like I, to go? I love Hawaii. And I love Hawaii. And I love going to Hawaii with Nava because it's like, um, it's like going to, uh, you know, it's, going, it's like going through London with the Queen. You know, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 you know, it's Nava. Um, but I, um, I actually think that um, it's interesting to go places you haven't been. Uh, and that's just my feeling. I mean, I think... Um, I'd love to, to go on a vacation to Japan with Nava. I'd love to, you know, go to Scotland and England and Ireland with Nava. Um, you know, we want to go to, uh, to Italy. Uh, I, you know, I, I would like to, to travel, you know, into places that, that, uh, I mean, I've been to all those places, but I, I haven't been there with Nava. So uh, there's a wonderful place in the South of France, um, in, uh, in, uh, Avignon, uh, it's a, a, a hotel that's been kind of converted into a, it's a, it was a monastery and it's been converted into a, a hotel and it's got a beautiful restaurant on, on the bottom floor. And I would love to take Nava to that hotel and to that city. Uh, Isn't that lovely, it. Nava, that that's what he, do you know, I've never been anywhere. I, I, I was born in Puerto Rico. That's the only time I've been off the, the mainland. I've never been to Hawaii. I don't that even have a passport. Incredible. Oh, we got um, a year born in Puerto Rico. I know we really want to go to Scotland. Our original plan was to take Jem to Scotland um, when he graduated from high school, and then there was yeah. this thing called COVID. Yeah, um, but Where I, we need to get the passport. Go on vacation, Shannon. We, our family, we found out that we are all of Scottish descent and not just Scottish descent. Both my husband and I are descended from Scottish royalty. I'm on the good side of it and he's on the bat, the shirt tail side of it. He's related to the bastard side of it, but I know, but, um, but you know, I'm, I'm semi, I'm related to the queen. In fact, um, we found that out through the genealogy and, um, Eleanor of Aquitaine is like my great, great 26th time great grandmother. So we want to, we want to go to Scotland and see the castles that our uh, predecessors built. That's what we want. Chris and I both are obsessed with the show Outlander. Oh, And it's filmed in Scotland and and she just went. She just went. I saw her. her, seemed amazing. Yeah. Well, and then we were all watching the, what was it? Men in Kilts with Graham and Graham and. I love Sam. Them, guys. Ooh, so Graham and Sam. My yes, family's so. from Scotland too. Oh, really? Oh, so- Scotland and Wales. 
We should all go. Like I've threatened a couple of times. I know we've only got five minutes left. I've threatened to take the autism monologues to go to the Edinburgh festival. We should all go. It'd be a good time. You take care of that and we'll, we'll all go and, and hang out with you. Okay. That'd be very fun. Okay. Uh, so we got to get on to our topic of the day. And then we're, answer we, that, we have, though. she said Scotland. Oh, Scotland. Oh, Scotland. So our topic for the week this week, uh, <laughs> Sharon Aragon, no surprise that I'm related to the queen. I know, right? Because I always have this sense of entitlement that is inappropriate. Um, but Okay, this is our topic for the week, scheduling breaks. And so this fits very well with what you were saying at the beginning that you guys have not had a break. But no. you know what they say, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So what is the plan yeah, for yeah. scheduling a break, y'all? Well, I'm going to schedule a break with or without, you know. Well, I do think I do think we... I just we... have to run away. <laughs> I think we need to schedule a break. Unfortunately, we, you know, we have... Uh, this, this um, amazing center to run. And yes. um, that seems to be the excuse every time we, we want to get away. Well, actually COVID has been, has been the thing that's kind of put a, a, a you know, a roadblock in front of our, our escapes, but. Um, yes. And it's hard. It's hard because every day, you know, we have parents who are begging us to reopen and, you know, the, the community has really suffered uh, being separated that's from bad. each other and it's very, very hard to do things, um, you know, for yourself when you know how much people need you. I mean, I, I, I am the epitome of Jewish guilt. It's very hard for me to do anything if it's not for the kids or for my husband. Yeah, but you know what they say about the oxygen mask. And, and I'm going to say this to you. I know, I can that say I can that, but I don't myself. do it for myself. I'm right. always telling people that, but. I know, I know. And I'm the same way and I'm about to do it to you right now. But let me say this, that. Just like I know that you guys have got events coming up later on this year, like you're going to be doing the poker tournament and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's on a calendar and, and it's like a fluid calendar where things are moving around because we have to with COVID. I just I want to see that you guys have a break schedule calendar of 2022 for the two of you. And I'll go so far as to say that myself and I'm sure a few other people would be willing to volunteer our time to keep the things running in the week or weeks that you're gone to help you to do that. If I need to come over to the center and do something, I will do that. Okay. And I'm going to, and I'm going to walk my own talk and make sure that this week I put on break time on the schedule as well. Cause we need to do that. Uh, really quick. Talk to me about um, last, night at the SAG Awards and and was there a big surprise? What was your happiest moment uh, aside oh, I, from talking about hands the, down, that CODA one? Yeah. CODA. Um, That's, I think that it was, was really huge surprising. for our community. And it was surprising, I thought. We I were, didn't think we it was surprising. Really? Uh, my husband, only, I watched it like the first week it came out and was posting about it and saying, oh my God, everybody needs to watch this. It's amazing. And I said, the whole cast is amazing. And I think that what Amelia Jones does in that film as, as a hearing actor who learned sign, I, I don't, I don't think she's giving been getting enough praise because we all look at everything else and go, Oh my gosh. I said, Troy way back, go, go look at my early uh, review. But my husband only watched it the other day and was such a mess afterwards. He couldn't <laughs> even form a sentence. He was like, Oh my God, this movie. And we so, so we're, we're going to have to, that's on our list. You have not seen it yet. No. We haven't seen it yet. Oh, 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 get out three boxes of tissue. It's amazing. My husband couldn't talk. He was like, he was like, Sharon, I just finished one. (laughs) I mean, he was so emotional about the whole thing. And and, yeah. And then when he was doing his ballot, we were having a whole conversation and I don't want to give things away, but you know, I think he voted for them Um, because when you look at the cast, a group of people who told a story well together, um, I think that Coda deserved it. I really, I really, really do. I was uh, very happy to see the guy from Squid Game win. I thought he. I thought that was a surprise, but I thought it was a good surprise. And I thought that the the girl from Squid Game two winning, I thought that that was a surprise. To me, those those two. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you say. I was going to say those two moments, both of them winning, especially she was so real and so emotional and beautiful. And and uh, and it's not often you see foreign, and I say foreign because it's an American union. Um, it's not often you see foreign actors win these kind yeah, of awards. And absolutely. I, I think it's, it shows that we're, we're moving towards a more global society. 
yeah. uh, at least in entertainment. Uh, maybe now uh, with what's yeah. going on in the Ukraine, maybe we really are kind of all coming together. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't, uh, but- didn't Brian Cox remind you of Ed? Yes, definitely. He totally reminded me of Ed. Definitely. I mean, he, uh, your dad was much more handsome. Yes, no offense, more. Brian Cox. But, but, but they reminded me of each other when he was like, you know, speaking yeah. from his heart about Ukraine and, and, yes. yeah. and I thought I thought Michael Keaton had one of the moments of the. Oh, of the wasn't he amazing? I love him. And the motion. I wasn't sure where he was going when he first got up there. I wasn't sure where he was going yeah. and what he was doing. <laughs> well, he, he, he came right from the men's room. I was he, like, that only happens at the Golden Globes. This is not the Golden time. Globes. Mike. He was a little off the rails, but then all yeah. of a sudden he oh. came back and it was Oof. like, whoa. He had everybody in tears. Really? I will say I loved I wasn't sure who was going to win. Um I really loved Andrew Garfield um and was kind of pulling for him, but I but I was in such a uh, I was so happy to see Will Smith win oh, and I think he's a real contender. I don't know if you've seen King Richard, I haven't but seen it yet. Well, that's another one. The, those two are like the next I I, I saved it to watch to the end because I didn't think I was going to like it. And I love Will Smith and I hate it when I don't like what he does. And and then I loved it so hard. And I do think I, do, I, I think he's a real contender for the Oscar. But I was so bummed as much as I love the girl from Squid Games winning. I, I really think that Ingenue, I can't think what her name is, who plays the mom King Richard, I really wanted to see her win. I really wanted to see her win. Her performance slayed me. Watch King Richard. It's really good. We're out of time and we didn't get to talk about half of the things that I wanted to talk about. But you know, you guys are welcome back all the time. And and there's this rumor that I'm now going to be on your show tomorrow. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, We'll continue the conversation there. Yes. Part two. There we go. I, I was supposed to say something at the beginning of the show, and I forgot um, that in just a couple of hours, we, we got notice that we're having to pre-tape tomorrow's Ask Dr. Doreen. And so I'm asking anybody who wants a question answered on tomorrow's show, we're doing it this afternoon. So we're going to leave the chat open for a few minutes. If you have a question for Dr. Grampiche, can you please write it in chat, and I'll make sure that it gets answered this afternoon for the show. Do either of you have a question for Dr. Grampiche? Anything off the top of of your head that if you could pick her brain that you'd like to ask her? I don't know. I I know I'm springing her daughter. I love her daughter. How much fun did we have with her at the her daughter? Listen, wait. You should meet all three of her kids anytime. All three of her kids are model citizens, Um, but definitely a good mommy because she's done. Yeah. Nikki, Nikki, who joined us at, at the center yeah. for sensitive Santa, what, you know, we, Nikki was our first ever intern on autism live. Oh, and, wow. um, she, every time we have an intern on the show, we always ask them to be on the show to talk about something that they're passionate about. And at that time, Nikki was 17 years old and what she was doing and what she still does to this day is she makes care packages that have socks and toothbrush and handwritten notes about where shelters are. And, oh, and anytime she goes to a hotel, she her. saves all that. And so when she sees a homeless person along the side of the road, she stops, gets one out of her trunk and gives it to them. Um, and, and it was something that, you know, that was what she did at 17. So now Amazing. she's gone on, you know, she's getting her PhD. Right. Um, she's a psychologist. She's absolutely brilliant, but also one of the nicest people on the face really of the planet. Really wonderful lady. But her two other kids are rock stars too. Matt, you mm-hmm. should really sit and talk with Sonny at some point because I, Sonny's a filmmaker. And he, oh, wow. did, he did a film. He just graduated um, from... Uh, Oh gosh, it's where Jem wanted to go down in Orange County. Starts with a C H. Chapman. Oh, uh, Chapman. Chapman. Thank you. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, they, um, have, a, they have a good film department down there. Oh, oh my gosh. And and Sonny, when he was 17, did um for his high school thesis, he did a, a short film that he wrote and a friend of his directed, but I was in it. It's called Mr. Hitler. It's oh, a comedy. Oh We'll have to get you a link to it at some point because it's kind of hilarious. But that's what he did at 17. So he's going on to do great things. And of course, her youngest daughter is a tour de force. She, uh, when she was 17, she, because all of her kids graduated early and they had a gap year. So when she was 17, for her gap year, what she did was she became a, uh, an EMT. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That's great. Right at 17. So I'm not going to tell you what I was doing at 17. Well, <laughs> 
please. What I was doing at 17, we can't talk about either. Um, <laughs> so uh, there you go. They're all amazing people. So uh, right in right now, you guys, we're leaving the chat open. We do unfortunately have to go. But so when, what time am I on your show tomorrow? Three o'clock. Three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's the Brady Bunch of Autism. Yes. yes and in, and what will we be talking about? We'll be talking more about the SAG Awards. Okay. And, and right. maybe we'll have a jargon of the day. Oh, that's probably so about the dating spectrum. And the dating we, spectrum. We will have just finished done the first one. Yes. And, that, and anytime you want to come to our, uh, our parent group, too. When is the parent group? It's on Mondays. It's on Mondays. Monday nights. Um, it's connected to the dating spectrum. But Oh, so it happens while the dating spectrum mm-hmm. is happening? So that I, if I drop my child off, I just get to stay and do the parent group? Exactly. I'm hoping oh, that you're going to do that. I did not know that. Um, all right. Well, I'll have to. Is that happening tonight? That is. All right. It's well, happening tonight. And let's I, let me see if I can clear my schedule for that. Yes, uh, indeed. All right. Speaking of which, I have to go pick up the child. Um, but thank you both for everything that you <laughs> do you, and everything that you are. I don't love know you. if you know how much I love the both of you and how much you guys have meant to me. I'm going to get emotional. Um, just as a person, I've enjoyed you guys, but what you have done for my son, whew, can't even, can't even. That man. is probably him calling me. He's, 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 every he's a good man. Yeah, all right. I, I, he loves you. He, uh, and Matt, he loves and respects you, but he thinks that Nava is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Uh-huh. He's a smart man. I know. I know. Love you all, both. Don't forget to tune in tomorrow, Bye. you guys, Bye, for, uh, for Ask Dr. Doreen. That'll be tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you, too. Mwah. Love to all of you. Bye-bye, Bye-bye for now. <laughs>